Welcome to this Tech Edition episode of Talk Commerce, where we are bringing together merchants, agencies, and developers to help build a brighter commerce community. This week, we interview Jacob Winkler. No relation to the Fonz. He has some very strong opinions on the new Mage Open Source Community Alliance letter and why this is important now in our community. We talk about some specific issues around the Adobe GitHub repository, and we bring up transparency and communication issues with Magento Association and Adobe itself. This is a great episode and has lots of important content. I encourage you to listen to the entire thing. This episode was recorded on September 27th, 2021. And now, your free joke. I took a course in Mandarin, but it was a complete ripoff. After two years, I still can't speak to oranges. My name is Brent Peterson, and I'm your host. Please remember to subscribe wherever you download your podcasts. And now, talk commerce. All right, welcome to this special Mosca, Mosca episode of Talk Commerce. Today I have Jakub. Winkler, Jacob, please introduce yourself. <laughs> yeah, glad to be here. So, like Brent said, I'm Jacob Winkler. I'm the CEO and founder of Key Solution Studio. And not to make this introduction really long, we've been involved with Magento for over eight years now. Basically, first Magento 1 and Magento 2 since it was released. So, we could say it's over, it will be six years after the beta released in 2015. Yeah, great. And I, I think uh, you, you, I saw some of your tweets, especially around um, some of the things happening from maybe it was community engineering or just maybe GitHub rip, uh, PRs not getting pushed. Uh, why don't you give <laughs> yeah. us a little background on, or some of your opinions on that? Yeah, so basically you might know me as Magento Ninja on Twitter. That's my Twitter handle. And, uh, well, since I'm the CEO, but uh, my role is not typical CEO because I'm also the active developer uh, in my team. So you could say I'm maybe an architect, maybe senior developer, depends on the role and what is actually needed between in certain projects. And back in, I believe, 2013 or maybe 2013 even, I created a Twitter handle Magento Ninja because it was required uh, by Snowdoc, which was my contractor back then. Uh, to have a, like a presentation regarding uh, an issue with the URL rewrite table in Magento 1. So that's how when the nickname was prepared. And uh, it was, I wasn't using it much uh, in, let's say, in the last days of Magento 1. But after Magento 2 was released, I kind of use it, my Twitter handle, to some say uh, as a little rant <laughs> about my Magento 2 experience. But I like to think, I like to think of my Twitter as basically a way to like <clears throat> point things which uh, could be or should have been improved in terms of Magento 2 development as an open source platform. Uh, sometimes, uh, well, we all struggle with issues at GitHub. We all struggle struggle with uh, how the open source is managed, right? So, a uh, few people told me who, and I cannot tell you who they are, but they work very closely with Magento as they are very, one of the biggest, actually, uh, Adobe commerce partners in the whole world. And they told me if I want to move, move things around and basically get things done, I should nag about it publicly <laughs> and maybe use my Twitter as I, I believe I have 700 followers over, maybe more. So I haven't checked it lately. Yeah, no, I, I, I think that... Uh this is the time now that we've all been prompted into uh, making Adobe wake up to what's happening out there. And um, 
making them aware that the community uh, needs to be heard. And I think especially around Magento 2 and um, some of the things that you've been complaining about in terms of, of PR requests and, and maybe not a lot of attention to the core code, um, this is the time that we all need to kind of put some pressure on to make some more things happen. Um, yeah, I know that. Fully yeah, go ahead. No, I fully agree. And I'm actually glad that this Mosca, which is Magento Open Source Community Alliance, is was kind of like established. It's not an association. It's not a, like a public entity that we can like sign in and join. It's like it's more of like a movement for now. But uh, I think that Adobe is not all. It's not the only entity that needs to be like a. I don't want to say blame, but it's not the only entity which is which is responsible for the current situation, right? Please, uh, Adobe took over Magento in 2018, so Magento 2 was already released on the market for a couple of years, and since it was released, uh, I could say the issues were the same, right? It was very hard to contribute it, uh, but on the other hand, uh, the framework wasn't as advanced as it is now. Uh, the testing framework on GitHub wasn't developed as it is right now. But uh, a lot of developers were complaining that it was hard to contribute, hard to get the code merged, how to get uh, fixes implemented. And that takes actually back as to Magento 1. It was the same actually case. And keep in mind that even though Magento 1 was open source, the repository was not open source, right? We were only given like a next release uh, as an open source, but there was no repository management. You could not submit a pull request. You could not basically send any code to Magento. And I know that by the fact, because in 2014, when everybody was talking already about Magento 1, I've sent, I believe that was eBay, the owner of Magento back then, I've sent them a huge code change, which basically improved performance drastically on the multi-store installations with a specific configuration. Uh, I don't want to get into details, but uh, I reduced category page load from 16 pages to 0.1 second. And that was just a change uh, in a SQL script by adding a missing condition for the multi-store installation. So it was hard back then. And things actually were improving a little, right? Because there was a public repository, code was checked, code was reviewed by contributors, by Adobe employees as well. But uh, things got stuck, really. And that's what's basically happening. And that's why... I believe uh, we have this movement right now, right? We need to have Adobe woken up. We need to have uh, even Magenta Association. We need to wake them up and tell them, guys, we want to contribute. We want to get, we want Magento better, right? Because this is the platform we've developed eight, maybe even 10 years of our lives, some, some of us, right? So it's a huge part of our lives. We put a lot of energy <laughs> and passion into this. And it's hard to, th it's really hard to seeing it go to waste, really. Yeah, and I think the, um, well, I think specific um, uh, 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 go, being able to do PR requests against the, the repository wasn't there in the very beginning of Magento 2, but since then they've added it. But I think and is um, over time, over the last two years, that they've slowly gone down here in terms of the amount of people that are paying attention to it and the amount of pull requests that have been submitted or approved, or not submitted, but been approved by Adobe. You would agree with that? No, definitely, yes. And if you actually look at the open stacks at, at Kibana uh, of Magento repository and contribution and the way things are managed, you can basically see people going away. 
right? You can see that uh, that was especially uh, hard in 2019 when a lot of developers well known by the community were sharing their ideas. Hey guys, it was basically an issue on GitHub submitted by somebody and say, guys, okay, we should improve this. My idea is let's do this. He actually, <laughs> that person actually showed the entire algorithm with uh, the code required for the change. And it got no attention from Adobe, no attention from developers. And basically after Adobe or somebody at Adobe created a stale bot, <laughs> I believe that was in the beginning of 2020, all the hanging issues uh, basically were being closed after two weeks, which <laughs> let's, I don't like to use this word, but let's be honest, it's pissed off a lot of people really. And they openly said on multiple occasions on multiple channels that they will no longer contribute or even spend time on reading issues on GitHub. Right. So things really were, we really got bad in 2019, especially, and that was really weird because the 2019 was the year where the community and all the contributors were the most active, right? That was the time when all the developers, agencies basically knew what, what is wrong with Magento 2. How can they, and they, they improve things and actually submit, they were submitting pull requests and solutions to common problems of Magento 2, right? The platform is not perfect. We all know that, right? Let's be, let's be open about it. Uh, it's a great platform either way. It's the most flexible platform on the market. So yeah, I can say it openly, <laughs> but things got stuck and things, well, as a community, I believe uh, we kind of felt neglected, right? So we kind of felt like we were abandoned with all the issues and every agency, every developer basically started doing things by themselves and didn't share, right? The, the spirit of Magento 1, even though the code was not open, a lot of solutions and modules were given to the community and created for the community. But with Magento 2, you can actually see that each year, this thing is actually narrowing down and you don't see the community is being as active as it used to be, right? So, but <laughs> after the letter on 14th of September, uh, to the Magento, open letter to Magento uh, community, you can see like the burst of like a new big bang of positive energy <laughs> regarding Magento ecosystem. At first it was the Hoofa theme, and this is just helping to propel that even more. Um, I, I think looking back at 2019, um, that's sort of when the Magento Association gets started. And uh, we all had some excitement around that too, to see are they going to make a big difference? Uh, and some of my disappointment has been around the fact that uh, the Magento Association has been pretty quiet. Um, I think we kind of expected it that first year, um, but now then the next year, 2019, um, we would we would have expected something or 2020 mm -hmm. even, but it, it's it's been um, uh, except for Magento Connect, we haven't seen a lot happening. And I think the big thing is just getting communications from both Adobe and from Magento Association. I think both of those things would help the community to feel better about what's happening to the Magento core code and what's happening with Adobe Commerce. Well, uh, in my opinion, uh, uh, things regarding my association are a little blurry, to, be, to, to say it at the least. Uh, but uh, when actually the first talk about Magenta Association, I believe they started around 2017, actually, uh, because one of the members of Magenta Association is Kuba Zwolinski, the founder and, of Snowdog, right? He's a great guy, great person. And I remember him sharing uh, things regarding Magenta Association, actually a possible association regarding Magenta with huge passion. 
And so the first goal of Magento Association was quite open, right? To manage all Meet Magento events worldwide. Uh, and then later on, when Adobe took over Magento, uh, they started talking with Adobe to basically, uh, well, at least that was shared with us, right? That the Magento Association will be talking with Adobe to take over the open source development, right? And so far, it hasn't happened, right? The Magento Association was, well, you could, you could say quiet, and it's kind of like a shame because we've got this pandemic times, right? There hasn't been any online con on-site conferences for over a year and a half in terms of Magento, right? So <laughs> we had this one conference only in Poland, which took place uh, over a week ago. But till then, uh, nothing was happening, right? The only thing Magento Association was responsible, at least if you look at their tweets, you look at their website, were some online trainings, right? So they could use all this energy uh, which was basically uh, all this time, um, money, effort, development. I don't know what resources they do have, but uh, they could have used this time much better, in my opinion. And especially they should communicate with, with us, with the community, right? There has been no communication, so I do have to agree that so far it has been a disappointment. And they didn't bring actually much value to the open source development itself, right? So... And, and when you talk to people, when you look at the tweets, you could see like the division between opinions, whether Magenta Association should be, uh, should join the fork of Magenta too, right? Which we'll probably <laughs> discuss in, in a couple of minutes or, or whether they should lead the fork of Magenta too, right? So some people say, okay, that those ideas should be like combined together, but Magenta Association would be like a partner uh, as everybody else joining, let's say, maybe a new entity, maybe a new organization, which will lead the open source development. As for some of us, uh, I'm speaking right now for myself only, but I know some people share this opinion. Uh, we've been disappointed and kind of it's hard to trust whether they will do the right thing, especially, and that's not a popular opinion to say this, <laughs> but I do have to say it. If you look at Magenta Association boards, it consists mostly of companies who are really huge Adobe partners, right? So one has to maybe ask a question whether uh, it's not a conflict with open source development. Probably it's not, but uh, so far, uh, Magenta Association kind of felt like a close clap that uh, nobody knows what they are actually doing in terms of the open source uh, towards Magenta community. I think the irony there too is that the open source is the core of Adobe Commerce, of course. and everything goes up from there. So I, I I I agree. I don't understand why there is such a gap in both from Adobe and from the Magento Association. And I'll just read what the I'll read what the mission statement is. The mission statement of the Magento Association is to advance and empower the global Magento community and commerce ecosystem through open collaboration, education, and thought leadership. So I, I do think the thought leadership there is there from they're they're doing they're fostering a lot of blog posts. Um, although I also have heard that there has been quite a few sort of salesy type blog posts that get on there. Um, <laughs> a the yeah, education... I didn't want to comment on this. <laughs> yeah. 
I, mean, I think it's I think it's easy for all of us to be critical of the Magento Association right now. Um, but I, you know, coming back to just the communication part of it, um, I think that any communication is better than no communication, and oh. especially around the fact that hey, um, you know, I've been told that the the, the Magento Association can't move forward because of the logo or because of some kind of copyright or some legal issues. Well, I think that would be good just to say on a monthly basis or some kind of um, open notes or some kind of open meeting notes to say, here's what we talked about in our board meeting. Here's the here's what the community should know about what we're doing. And here's what we're stalled on. And um, I think that type of that type of transparency is what we need. And until totally we agree get on that, this. I, until we get that, I, I don't think the Magento Association is ever going to take over the, um, I don't think it can take over the um, uh, Magento open source. <clears throat> I do fully agree on this. And it's actually surprising that, I don't know whether they do not understand or maybe that's a business or marketing decision, but let's be honest, the biggest benefit, the, the company who would benefit the most from the open source would be actually Adobe, in my opinion, because they would actually have this great community, uh, which will share their ideas, share the solutions to Magento, which are basically happy to contribute, right? But I myself know a few developers who said that they will never contribute to Magento as it is, but they will happily share their code, share their resources, share their solutions. Uh, to the fork, to the new entity, which will basically manage the open source, right? And their code is great. We actually know, we actually share the code between ourselves. And, but it will never pass the pull, it will never be accepted as a pull request, uh, simply because uh, it doesn't pass tests of commerce edition of the B2B solution and the cloud solution, right? So even though uh, the open source is part of the, of the Adobe commerce of the Adobe cloud solution, uh, it's hard to get uh, things completed if you are like a, if you if you're not Adobe partner, you don't have access to the code to those solutions, right? So it's impossible for you to create a module which will be fully compatible with those, and that module might actually introduce a lot of changes in terms of performance. It may add new features or might reduce some complexity in the code, which would be great, right? Because we know the complexity of Magento 2 is really <laughs> really giant, right? So people call it monolith, so for a reason. But uh, yeah, the problem is that the opens, uh, if it were up to me, uh, I would start to fork, really. I would start to fork, uh, whether we, call, we would call it Magento or not. It really doesn't matter because the community is there. The energy is there. People are here ready to do, ready to contribute. They want, nobody wants to waste this energy, right? And I'm, I'm personally afraid that if we keep waiting on Magento Association and on Adobe, to follow the next steps or introduce us uh, a new roadmap of open source development, we'll be basically stuck waiting and the things will not progress, right? So I don't know where the things will follow in the next weeks uh, or next week or maybe two weeks, but uh, if I know Magento community and I know it very well, I think, uh, I can bet that something is brewing and it will be up to Magento Association and Adobe to decide whether they will join and maybe we will merge this energy, merge this movement towards a common goal where basically everyone benefits, right? We as a developer benefits because the developer experience will be greater. There will be less bugs. Uh, the code will be processed. The pull request will be merged. And we will be happy that our private time, which nobody pays for, 
people care about it, right? Because that's the that's the thing. A lot of people put their personal time into fixing off Magento to submitting their code, and it was left without an answer, right? So people, feel, like I mentioned, people feel neglected, right? The merchants would benefit, right? Because uh, the agencies like mine or like others will basically don't, we wouldn't have to spend time on fixing the bugs for each client, right? Even though we have our own code base, our own modules, which fix Magento bugs. And I know that every agency has the set of modules in, internally. Uh, this would be a, we could, we would be able to share everybody, at least I believe so that others will also share. So it will also benefit things for agencies not to struggle with the bugs, with the issues in the platform itself. And the merchants would benefit. Uh, and the Adobe would benefit, right? It's a win-win-win for everybody if this goes this way. But we need a solution and we need to do it now. We, in my opinion, we waited so many years for things to change and we should act, not just wait for action. Yeah, yeah I, I mean, I think the biggest win would come is if we were to go back, reset the whole um, community engineering role that they played in our community and they would take over those pull requests and start actually looking at them. They also have Adobe Sensei that could be looking at those pull requests and instead of automatically closing them, they could be asking more <laughs> questions and learning from what all those pull requests are doing. Um, and then um, I think some, you know, just like what you've said about having some rules around uh, the B2B version or the commerce extensions, um, really the only time that there is gonna be an overlap or some kind of conflict is if uh, those, uh, if if that extension, um, if you're adding more functionality to it, but then that's something that could be analyzed at, at that time. and. Um, if it's functionality that makes sense, then mm -hmm. either it makes sense that that um, you would have access to that enterprise code or it makes sense that they would just reject it. But I think what I'm hearing most often is that it's not being it's just being not even being looked at. So Adobe's not spending any time looking at it. So I think you know if you bring some great points up, the first point being, Adobe has to pay some attention to the community in general, the broader community. Uh, then the Magento Association has to start communicating with us and, and helping us to understand what it can and can't do. Because I think the other thing that we don't know is if they're still, if they're even able to maintain the open source version of Magento. I don't think we know that for certain. I think it's all speculation yeah, still. It's all speculation, really, right? We don't know where things will go, right? Uh, if you look, if you listen to the uh, to the YouTube video regarding the talk on Mid Magenta Poland uh, regarding the future of open source, that's basic. That was available worldwide to everybody to watch. Uh, I don't remember the person's name, but he was a representative or current uh, <laughs> person in charge of Magenta Association. He openly said that, well, basically, you could sum it up: we don't have any plans. We will assemble a task force and we will come up with a roadmap by the end of the year for future development, right? So we have projects running, right? I'll be honest, I don't want my customers to wait by the end of the year what will be the plans for open source of Magento. Uh, I, have, I can brutally say we are talking to some customers right now uh, that in the next two or three years, maybe we'll, we will have to change Magento to something else, right? Because we don't know what is the future for Magento. Right, and our customers appreciate that because, like I said, we are open about them because uh, uh, we try to warn them that, okay, you have Magento, we put a lot of work to make this store running. 
uh, most of the projects were Magento 1 to Magento 2 migrations. And uh, I'm happy to say that actually Magento 2 outperforms Magento 1 in every way, in terms of the SEO, in terms of performance, in terms of management, and in terms of the flexibility of the code. That's really superb. And I really, parts of Magento 2 are awesome, right? I could name a lot of parts of Magento 2 I like, and I could name a lot of things Magento 2 I hate, really. But uh, in overall, uh, Magento 2 is a winner. But if we don't see any innovation, if we don't see things moving forward with the platform, we will see people dropping the platform and moving away uh, to something else. And I believe, uh, yeah, that's a wake-up call for Adobe, for Magenta Association, maybe to stop this movement. And I think the um, reality there, too, is that um, the uh, Adobe is making some effort to include the open source, like putting page builders part of 2.4.3 or, you know, including it in mm -hmm. the open source version. But one thing we're missing is just some of those communications around roadmap and where does open source lie in association with Adobe Commerce. Um, I think those are some very easy statements that somebody could make right now from Adobe. Mm -hmm that they could just come out and, and I guess we've seen some of that. We've seen the, there was a letter from uh, John Stockton at Adobe that said they remain committed to the open source version of Magento. Um, and I guess then if we just look back as well, that uh, right now Adobe Commerce is all based on the open source version of Magento. <laughs> so yes, it has to be based on it or it is, it had they have to have some commitment to it. Um, but the, the core issue still remains just straight communication communication from them and from a Magento Association. Uh, so this movement, as we called it, um, has really ignited a lot of energy. And I'm just going to go back to whether we fork or not fork, that the important part is that we get some wake-up calls here and we keep moving forward and trying to make changes in the community. And we're all doing our, old, we're all doing our little part to try to do that. Also agreed, but well, to, to fork or not to fork, that is the question, right? Uh, I do believe, uh, yeah, the community has awoken, has has risen, and it's ready to fight uh, or ready to make changes, right? I'm not saying that we should pick a fight with Adobe to take over Magento, right? Like I said before, I believe that uh, if the community would take over open source development, everybody would benefit in the long term, right? Because uh, if you look at Magento too. Uh, we all invested money and time into this, right? And let's be open about it. And we would love to see things moving, right? And so far, Adobe, they're saying nice words, right? They're saying that they're open, but uh, let's be honest, actions speak louder than words. I do believe that the open letter to Magento community was the wake-up call. And <laughs> I actually know that one of my tweets uh, <laughs> was a wake-up call for some people at Adobe where I've openly mentioned that uh, I'm stopping and I'm basically closing all the pull requests I've opened. Uh, <laughs> I know from Cal and Jordan that uh, it made a lot of people right, <laughs> to run in flames, what's going on, what's happening. But the, like I said, I'm using the Twitter to maybe, uh, what's the expression in English? Uh, 
you know, when you get a needle, you need to poke somebody with it. <laughs> yes. Uh-huh. No, I, I, I 100% agree. Okay, so if, if you had an opportunity to speak directly to Adobe or you would like to hear from somebody at Adobe, what would, what would be the things that you would like to hear right now? Oh, maybe not. I wouldn't actually, uh, I would actually ask questions, not, <laughs> not here really. So I would actually put an open questions and hope for an honest answer, but uh, I don't really know whether we would get one. Uh, I'm not trying to offend here and nobody, but uh, all the answers, all the marketing, well, all the things we've seen so far uh, are long sentences, but they don't bring any value. It's all like in the Magenta Association, uh, like program, right? Or in their uh, uh, in the policy, right? We take care. We care about Magenta community, of course. We will develop it, but no, we don't see those things happening, right? So if I were to speak directly to Adobe, I would ask those guys, okay, tell me how many guys you've got involved in managing the issues on GitHub. What's their experience uh, and how well they know the platform? Right, because uh, there's one thing nobody actually mentioned, but we've seen uh, basically core of Magento 2 developers leaving Adobe, right? There's Max who left Adobe, right? There's, uh, I don't remember the name, but the main front-end developer left Adobe to look for something else, right? So that would be the questions I would be asking Adobe, how much, or maybe just one question, how much resources have you actually assigned to managing the open source? And the second question would be, and how do they communicate with the community, right? And probably the answer to the second would be by maintainers, right? Because I have a great, I have a personal great contact with two maintainers uh, from uh, from GitHub, and they do help me process things and basically <laughs> share my tweets and make sure that some of them uh, goes to the right people at Adobe or to some higher ups to basically uh, have some progress with mine or some other pull requests. Yeah, but those would be actually two questions I would have for Adobe, and I would actually ask the same questions on Magenta Association as well, right? So how much resources have you assigned to this? And how do they communicate with us? And what, what we should set as a next roadmap or goals together for, let's say, for upcoming six months? Yeah, so from the Adobe side, if you remember from the Magento side, community engineering was set up for this exact case. And they did, I think in the past, they did say we have 30 engineers or whatever the number is that are that are devoted to uh, the Magento open source uh, or just responding to the Magento community. They would go out and do the contribution days. They would support everybody in those. In fact, contribution days were always meant to be one of those days where we would try to get as many pull requests in and closed all in one weekend to try to close as many bugs. <laughs> yeah, I remember. And I know, and I think that too was sort of like, well, why are we just working on bugs? Why don't we work on features too? That's another <laughs> conversation. Now we're, we're, I think we're even backed up. I, I think you're right knowing what that those that resources are then association i think that uh not like they they don't have paid people they have a few people internal that are paid by smith buckland but everybody else is a volunteer so i think in that sense from the magento association all we're going to get is uh is these committees that that, that are set up now and how are those committees going to work with the broader community and then in terms of the open source are 
is there going to be any power or teeth behind what they can do? Like, can they, um, can they start, uh, or closing pull requests? Can they start accepting, uh, specific bug requests and things like that? We don't know that. And I don't think that right now there's no authority for them to even, even to do that. And, and I guess because of the lack of communication, we don't know how far along they are with Adobe in terms of negotiation. And I'll be honest, I do get a little tired of just them saying <laughs> it's a really slow process. Well, does slow mean then five years or 10 years? Or do I mean it, it, pretty soon it's going to be end of life before they can finish the process? And right. software moves quick, right? So we can't, we can't exactly. wait until end of life before they solve this process. Right. And let's also look at this uh, from like a business entity perspective. Magenta Association, let's call them, they are small. But Adobe, that's a giant, right? So obviously with a giant like Adobe, you got this chain of commands, right? So before a message uh, is received, accepted on every level of this chain command and it gets back to the community, it might be weeks, it might be months, or it might be years, right? With Before we see anything actually moving forward. So... I've actually mentioned this uh, on a private chat to a few people, but maybe I don't remember if I mentioned this on Twitter, but the way I see things moving forward is that drop all the businesses, drop all the entities and get developers involved for the next half a year. Nobody else, only developers, active developers. I'm not saying that I should be involved because I'm okay, I'm doing a lot of coding still, but uh, obviously I know developers with much higher skills than me. And I would love to love to see them lead this. Maybe I would uh, create some pull requests with the things and changes we've done to Magento 2, uh, to known bugs which are there. Some of them are actually since the platform was released six years ago. So some of uh, some of them are really old ones. But uh, I personally, I'm frustrated that nothing moved for a long time, especially in the, like I said, in the COVID times where we could really move things forward in terms of the code in the last year and a half. Right, so there were no conferences. We had this. Every company had this. Every year they had this budget on conferences, so maybe they could use this budget to something else, to hire extra resources. I don't know. That's their business policy. What they would do. But we had this opportunity. You could say this was an opportunity for us. However, this may sound for the for the epidemic there is, but uh, that was wasted. Really, all this time was wasted, and I don't want to wait to any business entity or an association to make decisions or plans. I believe we are past that point, and let's get the top developers of Magento on board. Let's have a meeting. Let's uh, set uh, the main developers, uh, the code reviewers, and I know a lot of people who would be happy to do it, dedicate their personal time after hours, but to get this done. And it's yeah, not and just I, 10, 20 people. I believe I could easily say it's over 100. Yeah, there. I, I agree. There's hundreds of people that, out there that would like to see this happen. And a good play, you know, a good starting place would be there is a con contribution page that shows the pull requests accepted or the amount of contributions done by individuals, by companies. Um, that's a great place that they could gamify it. They could make some excitement in the community. And they used to give out swag if you, if you, if you were in the top uh, five or whatever it is for yeah. contributors <laughs> to Magento. Um, and I think if you go back and look at that, 
um, you'll see that over time. It, well, it's always Atwix in the beginning. They're always up front because they mu- he must have Slava must have loads of people that just <laughs> maintain Magento. But yeah, <laughs> uh, after that, you'll see there's a, a variety of companies that are that are doing pull requests, and um, it has slowly ticked back over time. And I think in 2021 we're going to see a very few. I mean, it's still there, but the amount is it seems to have dwindled and. Um, and it's an opportunity, I think, for Adobe to jump back in and and use that as a platform to show and measure how how active they are in the, in this community. Yeah, but uh, if you look at the code, yeah, no, let me start, let me start over. Uh, I would also start with the pull requests, which are accepted. They passed all the tests and they can be merged, but for some reasons are not. Right? I myself submitted a pull request over a week ago. It was accepted. It passed the quality assurance, and it just hangs there. Right, so uh, I will dig to the code a little right now, uh, if you don't mind. Uh, I do believe that uh, the current repository of Adobe, uh, of Magento, really should be totally moved to separate packages on packages. Right, whether we would use a private packages repository or not, that's a different case. Right, for, but for example, I created a fix for a catalog module for, if you, uh, for the multi-select attribute. So you can select more than 50 options uh, at the time, right? There's a bug in, there was a bug in Magento 2. Uh, I don't know why, because in Magento 1, it was done properly. For Magento 2, uh, somebody decided to store multi-select values in a varchar table uh, instead of the text table for the entities. So when you actually had a lot of options for the multi-select attribute, not all the options were saved, right? So a huge bug in my opinion, since it was since Magento 2 was released. I fixed it because we needed it in three of our recent projects to get it fixed. And I've created a pull request and it just hangs there. And it probably will be hanging for another couple of weeks because it will wait for the next huge release. I don't know, 2.4.4, 2.4.5, right? If we had the catalog module in its own packages repository, Right, we would simply update the module, and everybody with the next composer installation would get the patch and the bug fixed in their own Magento installations. Right, so that would definitely move things faster. Right, do not have this repository huge where all the modules are in the app code, but have uh, each module in its own composer package, so we can have a dedicated team, right, to maybe manage each package separately. Right, there will be a, I don't know a catalog team, there will be a customer team. Uh, uh, sales team, uh, I, I talk about developers team, of course, uh, who will know all those modules uh, back and forth and will be able to process pull requests faster. Right. So, yeah, that's just an idea, but uh, I don't know whether this will happen or not, if the, if the fork will be introduced. But obviously, there will have to be like this one giant repository available for testing. Right. So. I'm not making, <laughs> I don't want to make any technical decisions here, but I believe uh, the people who are wiser than me will definitely make it, make it right. <laughs> yeah, and I think uh, when I saw um, Anton uh, speak at Meet Magento Germany in 2019, he was talking about that scenario where they moved those pack those into isolated, not isolate, yeah, isolated services, I, I think he called yeah. it, and that you, each of those could be deployed independently or as a, you could still deploy them as a monolith. Um, yeah, but that didn't so, happen. And and last year, um, I don't I don't remember if it was last year or this year, but uh, Magento or actually Adobe decided to create uh, patches for for the pull request, so everybody can install a patch or multiple patches or hundreds of patches 
to fix the bugs before a next release is prepared, right? So uh, in my opinion, that was one of the worst moves they could do <laughs> because I don't, yeah, I don't remember what they used to do in Magento one with releasing a patch all the time. And then if you, it was an enterprise version, you had to try to find it. Yeah. <laughs> I yeah. You, you remind me of this. <laughs> I remember looking for the exact patch for exact enterprise version, right? Yes. 1.13 required. I have all those patches in my GitHub repository. <laughs> yeah, that's cool, actually. <laughs> A little history you can share. Yes. Yeah, yeah, so, yeah, so the um, idea. Go ahead. Yeah, the idea with the services or separate packages was actually a good one, right? Because it would allow to. I would my if I were in charge of this, I would basically dedicate the entire team. Uh, separate teams of people to manage certain repositories and be responsible only for those. And that's it, right? We know that, okay, the sales modules is connected with the catalog module because it needs the catalog to work, right? But we could have people knowing the cat, we could have like a, a, a template or a, um, you could maybe a placeholder module for a catalog so, so they could uh, test uh, the actual sales module without the entire catalog features, right? So. Um, so I'm actually throwing ideas now. So yeah, but uh, that was that was actually an awesome idea. But it, I don't know whether it backfired or why why they didn't actually follow that idea. So the next year, uh, I remember that Adobe and contributors were sharing these pull request modules turn into patches. But uh, I don't know if I look in the wrong places, but I haven't seen a single patch or set of patches. Uh, which I can get and introduce to our clients' stores. So they are basically, they have less bugs than they do have now. Yeah, I don't, I don't think we're going to solve all those right this second either. <laughs> <laughs> um, all right, so I guess as we, um, as we close up today, uh, as we finish off, what, 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 would you, um, what advice would you give a merchant right now that's looking at Magento 2? Uh, the same advice I've given to all our current partners or <laughs> clients, merchants we work with, is to simply stay tuned. Okay. Right for some Excellent. of the for cus for some of the customers, we actually started Hoover implementation, because even though in multiple projects we tried to we basically struggle with getting the higher light speed scores, with getting the sites faster. Because uh, that's that's actually the sin of Magento flexibility. When all this required JS, all the modules combined, they produce hundreds of requests, which is basically slowing the site and actually causing a lot of traffic on the servers as well. So at some point, uh, one of the solutions for this was Magepack, created by Mateusz from Creative Style. I believe Mateusz parted ways with Creative Style, but he was the original creator of the Magepack, and that gave all the stores a huge boost because all those required JS files were combined into one JavaScript file served on the website, so you, you, would, you could reduce the number of requests. And with Hoover, uh, you got only one JavaScript file, which is Alpine.js, right? So uh, this is a modern JavaScript framework basically used in Laravel. Right, it's super flexible uh, as far as we know, and we've spent some time with it. It's super easy to use uh, and super easy to learn, uh, especially by backend developers. So they can focus, uh, and basically, they produce the less code of the same functionality uh, compared to default package you would or a default module you would create on Luma theme or a theme which Luma is like a child of. 
Yeah, and we'll have to leave Whova for another conversation because uh, <laughs> that, that is another big. I mean, I, I think that's really what what got us started. So, uh, we'll, I personally we'll leave that believe for so. Day. What's that? <laughs> I, I also believe that Whova was actually this spark which ignited this big bang. <laughs> yes, definitely. Uh, Jacob, uh, I thank you for for spending some time today talking about uh, the Magento Association, the Mage Open Source Community Alliance, and uh, <laughs> and Adobe. And let's let's keep this pressure up on Adobe to to talk to us. And I think that the more we talk to them, the at some point they're going to have to talk back. Yeah, definitely. We can't slow back and we can't back down. In my opinion, this is not a fight. This is just, uh, well, you could simply say, guys, we are pissed. Let's do something together and in fact, make something happen, really. But uh, I won't be surprised if uh, the fork will be created. And maybe in the future, it will be merged. Uh, I don't know what's brewing in the community. I have my, you could say, uh, some people talk to me <laughs> on private and ask me to share things. So you could say, I know that something is brewing. But uh, in which way, which road which it will take, I cannot, I cannot say because it hasn't been even decided yet. Right. So, yeah, we need, we need to keep the pressure uh, on Adobe, keep the pressure on Magenta Association, because uh, let's be honest, we want to improve things for everybody. Right. This is not uh, <laughs> as, the last, as the last maybe things to consider why we need to improve things. Uh, trying to find a front-end developer to work for you, which knows require JS or Knockout or is willing to work on those JavaScript frameworks, right? It's close to impossible, right? At this point, right? You, only, you can maybe hire somebody who doesn't know a lot of front-end work uh, or the front-end technologies or front-end stacks. They will learn those. But if you look for a mid-developer or a senior developer and you show him Magento 2 stack, he'll say, okay, <laughs> goodbye. I'll look for a job elsewhere. <laughs> That's <Right>. what it is. <laughs> Uh, Jacob, I appreciate your time today, and um, we'll, uh, we'll have a follow-up conversation about Hufa. Maybe we should do a Hufa panel. Yeah, maybe we can get a large group involved as well. We have like as maybe right. some brainstorming, maybe get some people who actually done a lot of work with Hufa because it's been a while on the market for half a year now, I believe, at, at least when it was released. So yeah, I would be happy to talk this, uh, have a panel in the larger group. Great. Thank you very much, and thanks you, thank you for your time today. <laughs> thank you, Brent, and have a great afternoon. Yep. The Talk Commerce podcast is sponsored by SwiftDotter. E-commerce developers solve problems daily. In fact, some of those seem like mountainous hurdles that must be climbed in a matter of hours. Stress levels can go through the roof. No wonder the plague of burnout affects developers, too. Ah, but there's a vaccine for that. Investing time in your career will take you farther than you ever imagined. Meet SwiftDotter. SwiftDotter exists to help you become the e-commerce hero that is indispensable and irreplaceable at your company. We do this through Magento Certification Study Materials and Joseph Maxwell's most recent book, The Art of E-Commerce Debugging. Go to SwiftDotter.com to learn more about how you can quickly climb the ranks in your quest to be a better developer. While you're there, use the coupon code TALKCOMMERCE for 15% off any digital goods at SwiftDotter.com. Thank you again for listening. My name is Brent Peterson, and it has been my pleasure to be your host today. Please rate and subscribe to Talk Commerce. New shows out every week.